Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right, Red Sox beat fans, welcome back. Another episode. This familiar voice is back. I know you missed it, but it's back. I'm, I'm joined again by Lauren Campbell and newly acquainted Red Sox beat written coverage manager, Jess Thomas. Congrats, Tim. I'll, chime in, I'll let him chime in on that in a second. But first, sports fans, you want to engage with your favorite CLNS personalities, download the Reached app today for both iPhone and Android. Are you a fan of the Celtics, Red Sox, Bruins, or Patriots? Make your voice heard. Join your favorite show, and our host will ask the questions. Maybe your answer will get heard on air. Download the Reached app today. Go to www.reached.com backslash CLNS. Jess is going to fill us in with the most recent Reached question. Jess, first of all, Jess, before we even do that, congratulations, sir, on becoming in charge of all of us kooks who write for you now. Um, Have fun dealing with us, but... Congratulations. Thanks. I love I love dealing with kooks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's good. Uh looking forward to uh leading all the folks, putting more good written coverage out there, which we already certainly have. And thanks to you two for being being two of my biggest biggest supporters in this whole uh shindig. So thanks so much. You guys are the best. I never choice. <laughs> I have to work with you every week, so I mean I might as well be nice, right? Well I hope that's not what you think. <laughs> of course, you deserve every second of it. Yes. And also, side note to Nate Rollins, who was previously, thank you so much for all of the work you did for us, and obviously starting the Red Sox Beat podcast with me as well, before Jess took over. Um, he's staying on to write for Red Sox. He's just starting college. His schedule is kind of hectic, so look out for his written coverage during the season and off season as well still. But again, thanks to Nate for everything he did beforehand. Um, Jess, I mean, not, not Jess, sorry. Lauren, this is the only time I'm going to prompt you. Is that, do you want anything to say to Jess before we move on? Uh, I mean, congratulations. I know you've taken on a lot the past few weeks, so we definitely appreciate all you do here. And I appreciate you because you came on, jumped on board, and decided to become a superstar, and you're going to continue doing it. Kind of like what I did, so maybe you'll be the future beat manager <laughs> next year. Oh, oh, kind of, oh, look at you, Brad. <laughs> kind of what I did. I became a superstar. Okay. Following in your footsteps. Jess, let me know what the uh, reach results have been. Yeah, so my last question was when Pedroia went on the DL and Marrero came up, and I asked, should Devin Marrero get a chance to play in Pedroia's absence? And I got a resounding 7-for-7 yes. And, in fact, Marrero 
did get a chance to play. He didn't get a hit in his first game, but he's here. He made a nice defensive play, and he's getting a shot. Deserves a shot. He does. I think he does. I think so, and too. I think, yeah, he's get, he's going to get... He hasn't started yet, though, has he? I don't think so. No, because Brock Holt keep playing, so... Right. Yeah, he came into the game afterwards. Yeah, that was... Who got hurt? Who came out of that game? I, for, I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. It was... Uh, Mike Napoli got ejected. That's Brock right, because he, he argued balls and strikes again. No, because right, he didn't cause... pick up his bat. Right. But wasn't he mad about balls and strikes? He was, yeah, I think. but the umpire is claiming that he ejected him because he didn't pick up the bat. Which is such oh, bogus. That's what, the, that's what the bat boys are exactly. for. Bogus. Oh, God. But, why, why else do they get paid? It's because they they're the ones who get to pick up the bats. They actually love doing it. Makes their year. So, all right, let's move on from that. Um, another question tonight, get... by the way. What, you're going to ask another one tonight? Yeah. I won't even ask you to say what it is, but I'm going to let, let them go out and find out themselves. Absolutely. Go to Reached App. Check it out. ReachedApp.com backslash CLNS and register for the Red Sox beat one. We're going to be asking a lot of questions, especially now with all the crap that's going on with this team. Plenty of stuff to get your opinion on. All right, let's move on here. First, let's get to MLB headlines if I have them in front of me. All right, here we go. First, Phillies manager Ryan Sandberg stepped down from being the Phillies manager last week, middle of the week last week. Um, didn't really see, I don't remember really why he said um, he stepped down, but I can get to see if Jeff Lamar know after. Uh, relief pitcher Chris Perez, Perez, I think he is, was suspended 50 games for violating the league's substance and drug policy for the second time. He is currently a free agent, so no one really cares. Orioles' Dylan Bundy could be out of the rest of the season with a shoulder tendonitis, according to Buck Showalter. Um, hasn't officially been out, announced out for the rest of the rest of the season, but looks like it's going to that. Root, and finally, the Tigers are set to acquire Alexei Casilla from the Rays for a player to be named later, preferably for their pitching depth. Those are your MLB headlines. Brought to you by Lindy.com. Over 4,500 different courses spread out across the interwebs on that one site. It's great. Top by a bunch of different experts. Go on there and check it out. Get a free 10-day trial courtesy of us here at CLNS Radio and Lindy.com. So just go to Lindy.com backslash CLNS to get what is yours today. Um, yeah, so both of you. There's a lot going on. I think the manager... Uh, not sorry. The Ryan Sandberg news, losing his job and resigning as being a manager, is kind of questionable. No one really knows why. In terms of like, really, what's his real true purpose for it? Because I know the team wasn't great, but he was hired kind of long term, wasn't he? He was, and his exit was kind of abrupt. But um, the team president Andy McPhail, they worked together in the Cubs organization, and there were reports that they didn't have a good relationship. And I think Sandberg said came out like. He resigned because simply because of losses um, and the lack of leadership this year. And Chase Utley going on the DL, just it's not a good season for them. Let's face it. No. Let's face it. The Phillies are terrible. Why the heck would anyone want to manage them in the first place, really? So I don't blame them. <laughs> Probably a breath of fresh air, to be completely honest. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's too bad because he, he was a great player. You know, he gets a chance as a manager and then doesn't even get very far into his tenure and already has to leave. So I think he probably got pressured yeah. because they were so terrible. He, it was, yeah, they probably told him there was Yeah, it was probably like, you're going to resign or we're going to fire you. But Which one's better for the you? The worst situation yeah. to be in. <laughs> uh, Chris Perez, I'm tired of talking about people getting suspended for drug policies, to be honest with you. Well, maybe the Yankees will pick him up. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And he was released earlier this year from the Milwaukee AAA system. The guy's just an idiot. It's your second offense. Like, 
you know, uh, I don't know. It just bugs me. He's yeah. done. I don't think he's going back. He's only 29, too, so he just ruined his whole career. Oh, of course, because think about it. If he, he's a free agent and did this, so it's not like anyone's that's committed to him and might, like, okay, you can come back and try it out. Like, someone actually has to come and sign him now after this. Like, no, I wouldn't sign him if I was a GM. Maybe Ben Charrington can do it. It can't go, get any worse, no, though, right? probably not. Yeah, let's, let's get him. <laughs> More Woo. bad pitchers. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Bundy, nice young dude, 22 years old, so... Hopefully he still has a bright future ahead of him, even if he would miss the rest of the season, because when you're 22, you don't want to have your career all of a sudden derailed by injuries, because that's a way to get out of the league real fast. And he had the Tommy John surgery in 2013, so he's already had, he already has a bad arm, and um, Dr. James Andrews said he had an unusually large buildup of calcium in his shoulder, and it's definitely a weird injury, because there's no reports on him having surgery, but there's no reports on him expected to throw anytime soon. So it just it's an interesting situation. It sucks because he's young and he's definitely a bright spot, but I hate to see his career get derailed at twenty two. You stop put I feel like you stop putting that milk in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> a little IV a little IV of whole milk going in there. Um I feel like they should not like just get the surgery if he needs Tommy John because at this point, like Everyone comes back from Tommy John almost. Like, it's not like it's hard to come back as it used to be. So, like, why not just give him the surgery? I know it's still a risk compared to not, maybe, like, not having surgery and seeing if the tendonitis goes down. But I feel like with this severe of a case of tendonitis, if it, if you let it go down, rehab it, and pitch again, it's probably just going to come back. Yeah, most likely. And, I mean, like I said, it's easier to come back from Tommy John surgery than it was a few years ago. Steven Strasburg had it, and he's just fine. <laughs> now his talent's in question. His talent's in question. Well, yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> His shoulder's fine. Yep. So, Alexi, you can see a... Hey, he's kind of a role player. He doesn't do too much. So, kind of a minor trade. Yeah, it's definitely more of a depth depth move. He has he can play second base, third base, and shortstop. So, he's got the experience. And he's a veteran, so gives him a little more insurance. He's like Brock Holt. Just like Brock Holt, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get a player to be named later for Brock Holt. I wouldn't want that. Don't I'll say take that. Holt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Kidding. We'll probably get a little more. Honestly, we'd probably get a little more than that from Brock if we traded Brock Holt, which I'm all for still. I mean, we'll see what we can get. No. Um, no. <laughs> I had a Brock Holt fan over here. <laughs> well, Brock Holt, lover over here. All right. Well, see you <laughs> All right. Well, those are MLB headlines. Let's get to more important stuff here, talking about our team and how bad they are. Um, Jess, you can go do your thing now because it looks like weekly recap is next on my list. It sure is. Well, first, I just want to go over our predictions from last week. I predicted... I was ro- I didn't get anything wrong. No, you didn't get anything wrong. And good thing, because you would have, because you're always too negative. And they didn't have a horrible week. Could have been better. But they went 4-3. and three. If I... No, sorry, it was 3-3. Three and three. Totally did that math wrong. 3-3, three and three, they Ugh. lost 2 out of 3 to the Orioles, beat the Rays 2 out of 3. So 1-2 and 2-1 and two and is 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I picked them to go... Simple math, right? Simple yeah, math. it's, it's not, not easy to do. But um, I picked them to go 5-1, and one, so I was wrong. I got the Raid series right. I picked 2 out of 3 in that, but I picked them to sweep the Orioles, which was, I guess, not right. Not a good pick to do. Uh, and then Lauren picked them to go 3-4. and four. Sorry. <laughs> I guess it's all wrong. <laughs> they played 6 games, not 7. It's, it's tough here. Just to go simple math, man. Simple math. Four and two, right? I believe it was. Um, I wasn't here. I have no witnesses. I am not a witness. I don't. I don't think I had them as a winning record because I 
I think I think I think I said two out of three from Baltimore, and then one. Maybe I said three and three. I don't remember. That means you would have gotten it right. Well, I thought I didn't get it right then. All right, neither's got it right. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Sorry, I totally dropped that. So, all right, the week started on Tuesday, not Monday, with the Orioles, and it was a rough game. Red Sox lost six to four and dug themselves into too deep of a hole right at the beginning once again. Uh, Ryan Flaherty hit sack flying. David Lowe hit a big, whopping three-run homer that really hurt in the second inning. It was already 4 nothing off Joe Kelly <laughs> after two innings, and we'll go over what happened to him afterwards, but it made sense. So it was 4 nothing, and then uh, Boston chipped back with one in the third, but then Baltimore got back up by four in the fourth, and a couple of runs scored here and there, but it wouldn't be enough for the Red Sox, and they lost 6-4. to four. Kelly only lasted three and two-thirds innings, eight hits, five runs, and he was gone after that to the minors. And who knows if he'll ever come back, but he's pitching in Pawtucket right now. So, good right move, guys? I, I think it was. I think Joe Kelly's Twitter was hacked today, too, as well. <laughs> really? Yeah, it, all of his tweets are deleted, and he tweeted, like, during the game. Oh. Interesting. It's gonna... It said, like, I think the tweet was favorite for for no reason or something like that, and it was it was all the tweets were deleted and literally it was tweeted. It said like four minutes ago, and that was like during the game. So Pablo Sandoval. I was gonna say Twitter gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all these scandals, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So he's in the minors, Lauren. But right move yeah, though, yes. Right yes, move, right. Lauren. Do you agree? Absolutely. He needed to go. Got to figure but... out what he's doing. He's been terrible. He did pitch seven good, decent innings, though, in his first start down there. So. They all do so well down there. I was going to say, it's going to be Jackie Bradley again. We get like a tweener. Like a 10-0 record in the minors and 2-5 and five at the 6 ERA in the majors. Like, is this what we're doing now? Yeah, it's a new thing. It's a new thing called being terrible. Mm-hmm. And that he is. No, it's called being the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Apparently. So that started the trip 0-1. Very sad start to the trip. But it got better on Wednesday the Red Sox actually beat the Orioles for once. I know it doesn't happen much, but it happened here. It was a 5-1 to one win. But, of course, even with the win, it still had its bad news because Hanley Ramirez and Dustin Pedroia each went out in this game, and they're both currently out as of this show. Uh, Pedroia had a hamstring injury, and he's on the 15-day DL. Hanley Ramirez had a hand bruise by getting hit in the hand by a line drive, which was pretty ridiculous. Like how, how much bad luck can you have for that to happen to you? And he hasn't come back since either. He's not in the DL, but he got an MRI today, Monday, and it was negative, no no uh, break, just a bruise, so he should be back within a couple of days. Pedroia's going to have to wait a little longer in the DL. So it was a bad day in terms of injuries, but it was a good day in terms of a win. All the runs in this game were scored in the sixth inning. Baltimore took a one nothing lead in the top of the six with a Chris Davis RBI single. And the Red Sox got five in the bottom of the six. Mookie Betts RBI single, Dustin Pedroia two RBI double, and David Ortiz, the big bopping two-run homer for his 11th of the year at that time. And Buckles pitched a good game. Just the one run, seven innings, eight hits, one run, seven Ks, continuing to be the actual ace that everyone wanted him to be, and he's actually proven so far. So that was a good win. Good pitching for Clay. Good hitting from a couple different guys. And the team finally got a win to get back to nine games under five hundred. Huh, that sounds awful. <laughs> Was it a turning point? Well, not yet, because no. Thursday no. happened. And boy, was that ugly. But it was great at first. 
such a weird game. So Red Sox got up. I was kind of excited at the beginning of the game watching that game. It was like kind of intriguing, and then no, never mind. Just kidding. I lied. Yeah, it was. It was the tale of two Eduardo Rodriguez's. The uh, Sox went up one nothing after three innings, and Rodriguez had thrown a perfect game through three and a third innings, ten batters. He looked dominant. Five strikeouts, blown everyone away. Looked like the Eddie that we all have been seeing so far. And then all of a sudden, the wheels just came rolling, rolling, rolling off. He gave up seven straight hits, six runs in the inning. Only retired one guy for the whole rest of the time after his perfect game. Couldn't even get out of the fourth inning. He only pitched three and two-thirds innings total. Gave up seven hits, six runs, and didn't get another strikeout after that because he didn't even get any more outs besides the sack fly. So he just totally blew it. And the Red Sox tried to come back, actually, that bottom half of the fourth inning. Alejandro de Aza hit a three-run homer, made it 6-4. to four. But Baltimore got two more in the one in sixth, one in the seventh. Red Sox tried to come back. They got two in the bottom of the seventh, courtesy of Sander Bogarts. And they got a guy on base in the ninth inning with Bogarts up again, but he grounded it with fielder's choice. So almost a really good comeback. They, they kept fighting being down 6-1, but they got too far in a hole. And as it was brought to my attention just before the show... Uh, Red Sox pitching coach Carl Willis said that Rodriguez was tipping his pitches. So You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I don't know how he managed to do that, but it makes perfect sense if he was pitching a, a perfect game through three and a third innings, and then all of a sudden it was just terrible. And what Willis noted was that it was when he started going from the stretch when the first guy got on base. That's when it all fell apart. So you guys, you guys think that's a, a fair assumption that he, that he was tipping his pitches? I think so, and I think a lot of uh, young kids have this problem anyway. Like, I know a lot of kids will have to learn that major leaguers are very adept to, like, picking up pitches, and they're paying attention on, like, some, a lot of kids in the minors who just don't know to pay attention. So, like, it makes sense, especially considering how quick it fell off the rails for him. So I'm, I'm up to believe it, especially if next start he comes back and does fine. So we'll see. I think that one's kind of up in the air until the next start. But right now, I'd believe it. Just everything, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think it makes sense, too. And especially if Carl Willis is coming out saying it was borderline obvious. I mean, your own pitching coach is saying that about you, then I think, I don't think he'd be kind of making that stuff up. Of course. But, hey, I would, again, I wouldn't put it past the Red Sox to make that stuff up <laughs> because they're trying to save their own ass. Yeah, so. that's true, too. Well, it's funny. It's, it's borderline obvious to him, but he's the pitching coach watching him. It's not borderline obvious to anybody watching. <laughs> None of us would know that. It's like you can't, we're not watching that closely to see if see if his arm angle's different or if they can see the ball or whatever. So maybe we should pay more attention then. Man, I thought I paid attention to games. I, didn't, I don't. I don't pay attention to tipping pitches. So this is borderline uh, obvious then. Well, then go tell Carl I wasn't paying attention enough. Well, I'll send you a text after we after the show. You're, you're getting scolded. You're getting scolded. Inside information. Text with yep. Carl Willis. <laughs> yep. It's like a new, new story. Show. Text with Carl Willis. <laughs> last night, except she's gonna write. She's gonna write a book. <laughs> uh, so that was that. Two out of three gone in that series. At least they won one, but there were still ten under five hundred, which is not getting you anywhere. So I was horribly wrong about that. Fortunately, I was right about the next series, which brought us to Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay, and they got a nice little extra innings win. On Friday, it was a 4-3 final, and the hero was Brock Holt, who had an RBI single in the 10th inning. But let's Brock's let's get up to that point to let you guys know what happened before he he won the game. Uh, the starter is Rick Porcello. He's trying to get on an actual 
winning streak because he lost six games in a row. Fortunately, he didn't lose. He also didn't win. He got a no decision because the game went to ten innings. Uh, he gave up three runs in six innings. Not bad. Nine hits is a little bit too much. But once again, the problem with him was he let the team that he's facing back in the game. Sox got up early. They got two runs in the top of the second. Alejandro Diaz hit an RBI double. Uh, and then Tampa Bay got one back. Sox got another one back. Got up 3-1. to one. But then in the bottom of the sixth, uh, sack fly and then a wild pitch tied the game for the Rays. So Porcello staked to a two-run lead. Couldn't hold it. And then no one scored for the next four innings. Then Holt hit the RBI single at the top of the tenth. And Sox won 4-3. Barely, though. Because if you look deeper into the game, the Rays had a fantastic chance to win in the bottom of the ninth. They let off the inning with a double by Estrubal Cabrera, and they ended up having uh, first and second with nobody out. And Craig Breslow and Junichi Zazawa managed to wiggle their way out of the jam and not give up any runs, which was huge because first and second with no outs, you're pretty much pretty much guaranteed to lose in most most situations in in a uh, in a bottom of the ninth or, or extra innings. Do do we want to give our pitchers credit, or do we want to just say that the race sucked more than we did? How, how are we going to work? No, that? I like I like what the pitchers did. They they did a good job getting out of it. I think you got to give them credit. Good matchups. They okay. picked the right guys to face the the right guys. Sorry, it wasn't Tizal. It was it was a Gondo who got who got the last out of the inning. So even more of a shot. Yeah, Breslow and a Gondo, and then Uihara got the save. Dominant two strikeouts and a big win. Get the Sox back on the winning track. But just as the whole week had gone. Next day, right back down again. Every other game, can't seem to get on any sort of streak, which is what the season's been all about. And it was another case of getting shut down by a pitcher who shouldn't be shutting people down. His name is uh, Matt Andreezy, I think is how you say it. And The point is, who? Yeah, Matt Andreezy? Well, I mean, basically everything I read was like, the Rays are using Matt Andreezy right now while they wait for their pitchers to come back from injury. Okay, so he doesn't even—he's not even the sure thing at all. And he pitched six innings and gave up one hit, no runs. And despite Wade Miley pitching a good game of six and a third, five hits, two runs, eight Ks, he didn't get any run support. And once Matt Barnes gave up two runs as well, and Alejandro Diaz a home run in the eighth inning was not enough at all. Sox only got three hits, one run total, lost four to one. And the momentum from the night before and the thrilling extra inning win went right down the drain the next day, unfortunately. So that dropped them back 10 games under 500 at 33 and 43 and brought us all the way up until Sunday, which was yesterday, and then back on a high note because this team is just inconsistent city. Uh, as much as I want them to win several games in a row, they just don't seem to be able to do that yet. Um, but this has been the case with the Red Sox for a while. They don't, they play war, bad against pitchers who are unknown, and then they play well against pitchers who are good. That happened yesterday. Uh, Chris Archer started for the Rays, and he's a Cy Young candidate at the moment. He was nine and four, two hundred one ERA, one hundred twenty three strikeouts, one ninety eight opponent batting average coming into the game. All top three in the American League. And the Red Sox decided to go home run derby on him. Pablo Sandoval home run, Alejandro Diaz a home run, David Ortiz home run. And all of a sudden, it was a 4 nothing game after four innings, and uh, they managed to hold it. It was a good outing by Justin Masterson, who made his return to the rotation, and it was basically one chance for him, and he succeeded. Five innings, five hits, one run, no earned, 
no walks, six strikeouts. He looked really good. He had his control. He didn't give up. He didn't give up any earned runs, and he he was he pitched really well, and he beat the best pitcher in the American League. So Masterson proved that he wants to stay in this rotation with this outing, but he shouldn't be. And we'll talk about what more later, Jess and Lauren. But he really shouldn't be. Like, there's so many better options at this point too, where they're in the season. No need. I go, I will give it to him though. He did have a good start, and they happened to win the game. Yeah, he pitched, he pitched but well. I'm. Th- I hate this whole like Red Sox giving the oh one more start, one more start. You kept giving one more start to Joe Kelly, and look now where he is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough to know, but they gave they gave him the shot, and he he performed. Yeah, but I don't think he's still a starter. I think he belongs in the bullpen. Well, he barely can reach 90. It's hard to be a starter when you're only throwing 87 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. He can't even touch 90 anymore. Like, he can't start. I know. And if he is starting, he's probably going to be a five-inning guy or, or less, which you kind of want more out of your starter. Which is the reason why he shouldn't be starting. Right. So, like, can't really let him start anymore. Yeah, but they did, and he won. So that wraps up the week, a 3-3 three and three week. Could have been better, could have been worse. No consistency. Still nine games under five hundred at thirty four and forty three. Still eight games out of first place. They really just can I bring up can I bring up one thing from that last game before we recap, oh, yeah. finish this? The end of the game when Jackie Bradley Jr. threw the ball in when they the were the the <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> Does this doesn't this show? And, I, and I'm not taking credit for this analysis. Uh, Tony Maserati said this earlier, but I thought it was hilarious. It really shows how much this team has checked out. Right, yeah. Eddie? Hanley, Han, Han, Hanley Ramirez can't remember how many outs there are and gets caught and lines out. Then Jackie Bradley Jr. does the same thing and almost takes Koji's head off. Thankfully, he was paying attention. Yeah, I was listening to that today, uh, too. And it's just like, how do you not know how many outs there are in an inning? And it's like, you, doesn't the pitcher turn around and after an out's made, puts up one finger, puts up two fingers? Flash the sign, yeah. Koji gives high fives when the game's over. <laughs> and he was... Like, I don't... It couldn't be any clearer. Yeah. Was so was like, "That's the ball game." <laughs> especially like, especially like, in like, okay, I get it. It's the majors. You can make an argument for Hanley, who's been dogging it all year. But like, this is a kid who's trying to prove himself in this league still. And up here from on loans, technically only because the team's bad. Up from Pawtucket, he's trying to keep himself up here, and he forgets how many outs there are. Here's his problem. He gets so excited to throw guys out because he likes to flash his 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 gun. And he was just so ready. He got all lined up. He's ready. I'm going to throw this ball. Oh, the game's over? Oh, okay. I'll give him credit. He did have a nice throw. It, it was, was a great a throw. throw. <laughs> it probably would have got the runner out at all. Yeah. But it looked like he was playing, like, invisible runner. Like, when you were a kid. Like, oh, the, the runner's going. Right. I got him. Like, who cares? Like, you're It was idiot. funny, though. Everyone just kind of stood there and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What it, it was, yeah, it was definitely a weird moment, but oh, well. <laughs> It's like it's like hard to really enjoy the win for, for me, but I, this is coming from my pessimistic mouth. Like they they don't even realize they win. Like they're shocked they won. Jackie Bradley didn't know the team won. <laughs> he was ready to play another inning. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I guess we got to keep going. We're tied. We must have not won, right?" Like it I don't is kind of funny. It, it, that... it, it, I think it's more telling than people are making it out to be. It's just funny considering it was ball. it wasn't like an inning. It was it was the end of the game. It was the game. That was it. They won. They won a game. They were shocked to win a game. He wasn't. He wasn't expecting to win the game. He could have really hurt someone too. Like had that hit. Yeah, Nobody seriously. was paying attention. Like that could have hit Koji. That could have hit anyone. Yes. Yeah, no. Honestly, with his team's luck, it would have taken Koji's like shoulder, and, and like he would have been out for a couple weeks. Yep. Right, because no one's looking at him. He just guns the ball, and everyone's giving high fives and stuff. <laughs> Koji, you are a 15-day DL tendonitis or bruised shoulder. <laughs> Why? Jackie Bradley, teammate, throws baseball at him after games over. Like I can see it now. Injury. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Literally, yeah. 
So, oh, man. MVP of the week, I went back and forth between two guys, Xander Bogarts and Alejandro De Aza. Bogarts had Xander. Bogarts did have three three-hit, uh, three two-hit games, but I got to give it to De Aza. He had three home runs and six RBI and uh, uh, six hits total. So he made his hits count, the long balls, and he's just been better than anyone expected. He's actually been one of the best players we've had since we got him. So I think you got to give the uh, MVP of the week to him because he did what nobody expected. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's just, it's funny that this guy comes in and everyone's like, who is he? And now he's pretty well known on the team. He's really the only one producing. And I mean, besides Brock Holt, but it's just funny that this guy comes in and it's like, save our season. And he's trying. I mean, he's always... He's always yeah, been no. good. It's on other teams. I've I've enjoyed watching his career. He's had pretty good numbers from from time to time with different teams. So I'm not surprised he's doing well. But it is funny considering I, that. Nobody I think expected. people are surprised how bad. He, like, are people are surprised because coming from Baltimore, he wasn't playing well. He wasn't playing much. Like you said, though, just before that, he was pretty successful. And like you put him in Fenway, short field wall, you can hit the off the green monster. I'm not surprised either. I mean, I, I'm surprised that he's the MVP of this week because you have bigger names on this team than Alejandro Diaz. But still, I'm, I'm not shocked that he's playing. Yeah, he had one, one 17 home run season in 2013, and he's had his 44 for his career, so he's not a big home run hitter, but he did have one big year, and he clearly showed he has the capability to hit the ball out considering he hit three and four games. So, yeah, we can use production. Anything from anybody, we'll take it. Absolutely. Yep. So that I'm bad. I wanted you to give to Xander. I wanted you to give to Xander. I love me some Xander Bogart. You, you can give. You can uh, give. Huge man crush on Xander. I love him. Well, you can give him your MVP. I'll stay with the other. <laughs> Personal MVP, Xander Bogart. Also, my All Star vote because he's the only guy that deserves it on this I team. I do agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> he definitely deserves he's it. He's fo- He's fourth in All Star voting right now. The shortstop position. Really. And Jose Iglesias is above him. Oh boy. Wow. Quick question. I don't really want to talk about this, but who would you rather right now? What, Iglesias uh, or, Bo- or, or Bo- Bogarts? Bogarts. Oh, Bogarts, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I'll have to go with Bogarts. Okay, I completely agree. Not just because I have a huge, Man, huge thing yeah. for him. But, like, I think long-term it's better, you know? Because you, you're seeing Bogarts develop more. His defensive play is getting much better, and I still think he's a better hitter than Iglesias. So... I, th- I think you still have the. I think they made the right choice, and of course, PV helped them win a World Series, so you can't really turn that trade down. Um, don't need to get into that, though. Anyway, um, we were talking about it before. Just again, thank you for your recap. Wonderful. I'm glad I heard it this week because last week I didn't hear it live when you were doing it. So <laughs> beautiful to be back. But um, you mentioned Matt, we, we were talking about Master, and I said we're going to talk about it later. Let's talk about it now. Um, he came back, started, had a good start, like we said. But to me. Like like I said, he's not hitting 90. Why is he starting? Um, you have much better options. Um, Brian Johnson should be up here. Stephen Wright just got sent back down, but he threw a complete game off like 90 pitches, and he threw like 70 strikes or something stupid like that. And that's a knuckleball pitcher. Like, you have options down there. And at this point, when you're in the point of a season where you're kind of playing for next year, you're seeing what you have. This is almost what the, this is exactly what happened last year. They're in the same boat. It's going to be a long second half of the season. Red Sox fans, buckle in and expect to see the young kids up here. If Masterson 
sucks again and goes to the bullpen. I want Brian Johnson up here. He's been killing it. I, hold on, I have numbers in front of me. Let me see. Except for one bad start this year, and that was when he gave up like seven runs in two and two-thirds innings, which was awful. And then in his other 78 innings pitched, he has, he's good for a 1.84 ERA. And he struck out over four times as many batters as he won. That's the stat I was going to give. That's insane. Like, why is he not up here? Especially when they suck and they're like nine games back in Because Lucchino can't admit that this team has a problem. He just, they're too proud, they're blind, and they're like, no, we're fine. We don't need to do anything. He can stay there and develop. Like, no, he's he's ready. He's ready to come up and he's ready to just keep doing what he's doing. I don't think it's going to be a case of, oh, he's good in AAA, but he's terrible up here. Like, what do you, What else can you develop? Get, get below a one URA? Maybe that's what they're trying like, to do. Okay. <laughs> Eduardo Rodriguez came up and was under one for until his one first blip. Yeah. Give Brian, especially because Brian Johnson's a lefty. Like that's just another change in your roster, especially because Henry Owens hasn't been great in AAA. So like you have another option now in Brian Johnson, who's been tearing it up. It gives you an excuse to keep Masterson and Joe Kelly out of the lineup, and and then you also have Stephen Wright, who was pitching well even when he was up here, but they decided to put him down to obviously to make room for Masterson. Um, this team has a problem and. Lauren said it. It's Larry Lucchino. He's the reason why these guys aren't up here. Because, and Jess will know, Jess knows this, and Lauren will learn to know this. I hate Larry Lucchino more than anything in this world. I hate Larry Lucchino. And he's the problem. But unfortunately, he's not going anywhere until Red Sox ownership goes somewhere. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's definitely a problem. He's, he's totally behind what they're doing now and doesn't seem to want to change too many things. They're, they're all like that. All the higher ups are all just like, Yep, this team's gonna get better, they're gonna they're gonna continue to play better and get back in the race and maybe they will. I mean we can't predict the future, but it's they're not playing well right now. Changes need to be made and they made a good change with Rodriguez. And yeah, he was pitching fantastic in the minors, so is Brian Johnson, so I mean, is there a reason not to give him a chance? It just these people it, sorry, it, it doesn't make sense why he's still down there. I, I just I don't get it. It's just a waiting game now of seeing, like, when will he come up? Like, how many more Red Sox pitchers have to have terrible outings for them to be sent down for him to come up? The problem is that, yes, one, this ownership and Ben and all them are just too proud to do anything about it because they want to believe that they're right, regardless of if they're wrong or not. They want to believe that their decisions are right. That's why they haven't fired John Farrell yet because they signed it to an extension and they don't want to admit that they were wrong about that. They haven't brought up these young guys because they don't want to admit that they were wrong about bringing in Justin Masterson and Wade Miley, even though he's been better. But, like, they, they don't want to admit they're wrong, and that's a problem. Brian Johnson, like I said, except for that one bad start, under a 2 ERA, and he's striking out a lot more guys than he walks. If you have that's all. I, so if you have one bad start and your ERA is under 2, you're still doing pretty good. That must mean the rest of them have been very good. So it's just, I don't understand why they can't do this. I understand Masters had a good start, but then you put him in the bullpen, gives you another arm, and then you have Stephen Wright as backup insurance in case something goes wrong with the two young guys or if Clay Buckholz falls off the rails, which doesn't look like he's going to, which we'll get that to that in a little bit. But I'm shocked by that. But I just think that Brian Johnson should be up here sooner rather than later, and I don't know when they're going to do it. And also depends on what they do with the trade deadline. So it's just... He should be up. He should have been up like a month ago, and he's not. And I think it needs to happen like now. Well, I have to say basically every show, but continues to be true. Big month going up here. <laughs> big month. They're in. They're in the okay. Big year. We're looking forward to spring trading 2016 at this point. At this but they're season. not like, though. That's the thing. We just said they're not thinking that way. 
Well, Latinos uh, not. I know we they're are. not. <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, don't you have to be though? And like, I'm sick of this. Like, and I know we always, people always bring this up, but like, in one, two, three, four, five seasons, they've had one good year. Yeah, it's concerning. Except for 2013, their last good year was 2009. Like, well, here's the thing. I was I was willing to have have a bad 2012 and a bad 2014 to have the championship in 2013. I was thinking that was totally worth it. But now it's just getting further and further. Like now, 2015. Like how many years in a row are we going to do this? I was willing to give up a couple. Of yeah, if you're going to pull, if you're going to pull a Giants and just go every other year, that's fine. I'll take World Series every other year. Fine with me. But like, you're not doing that. Now you have one World Series in since 2010. And in between 2010 and 2014, now you have one. And you have three, obviously, since 2004. But like, between 2007 and 2013, they weren't good. Well, it's what we, it's what we talked about, Jared, before, off air. It's like, they're not even competing. Like, it's not like World Series or like almost getting there. Like, we're used to this team getting 90 to 95 wins every season and being competitive in the playoffs. That's not happening. They're not even making the playoffs. They're not even getting to, like, 85 wins. That's the issue. Look at the way they were, and I don't want to put this on, like, Ben Charrington. I know, because, like, but, like, kind of maybe. I haven't decided yet. But look at where they were. 2003, 95 wins. 2004, 98 wins. 5 and 6 were 95 and 86 wins. 2007 is 96 wins. 2008 was 95 wins. Same with 2009. The beginning of those years were Dan Duquette. And all those players who won in 04 were mostly Dan Duquette. Except for a few thrown in, drafted by Theo. And in 2007, had Pedroia and Euclid and all that. But, like, you get my point. Do you think that Ben Sherrington's even doing a great job at this point? Because this is what we have. You have nothing. You have uh, uh, no wins at all. You're sitting in dead last in a division that's supposed to be t- deadlocked. And the rest of the division is deadlocked, except for you. It's pretty bad. I think, I'm pretty sure, um, beginning of the season that Vegas had them, the Red Sox winning the World Series. And that's just more reason to get, like, hyped up about the season. And now we're sitting here, not even 40 wins. And it's just like. Didn't we all, though, Lauren? Didn't we all sit here and go, oh, they could probably make the playoffs with this roster? They yeah, on paper, they, they should be doing way better than what they're doing now. And it's just terrible. The only, the only question mark was. The pitching staff, and obviously how Hanley would play left field, but we all knew he was going to dog it. Like, we knew he wasn't going to play well in left field, but we wanted his bat in the lineup. The Red Sox are eight games out of first. They are seven games out of next to last place. That just goes to show how bad the division is, too, though. Right. The rest of the division is sitting at no more than 42 wins. We're at 34. All right. Go Red Sox. Here's the thing with this. Like, going back to Charrington, like you said, the development of of like farm guys has been terrible recently in the last several years. Like we don't have anybody new that was like a minor league player who's like good in any way. They all just kind of fizzle out, or they get traded, or they go back to the minors or whatever. It's like something something's not working, and something's not happening like it used to. They don't know how to put a team together, and I I this is I don't know if it's Larry. I I really believe it's Larry Lucchino. I think he calls the shots, and I think Ben. Tells him something, and he might say no. I think, obviously, ownership has something to do with bringing Hanley and Panda here. And it also helps, we'll talk about this in a second, but knowing that Panda wasn't the first option. Because, actually, we'll talk about it now, because it's kind of related. Um, the reports are that Josh Donaldson was the Red Sox first option. And they wanted to trade for Josh Donaldson. And when they asked the Blue Jays, when they asked the A's for it, they, he wasn't available. And then, of course, something happened with 
him and Billy Bean, and now he was available, and so the Red Sox had bad timing on that one. So I don't really blame that one on Ben Jarrington because they tried. They tried to go after the guy who was clearly better. They just couldn't get him. Yeah, clearly um, better. 301, 18 homers, 48 RBI. We would be uh, we'd be praising Pablo in every single show if he was doing anywhere near that. Exactly. Not not even anywhere near that. Just somewhat in the vicinity of that. Like, within, like, a couple arms length reach of that. Like, I can't even grab onto that. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't give Ben Sherrington crap for that one because he tried. And that would have been great to have Josh Donaldson here. I don't know how big of a difference it would have made at this club, on this club, just because there's more problems clearly than just that third baseman. And I don't think Pablo's even remotely the top problem you have. So, I just think that it might relate more than just the pitching decisions, which we kind of circle back here, is more related to ownership and Lyra Lucchino, the way they want to run this team, rather than just John Farrell not pitching people or Ben Charrington calling people up and down. Ben Charrington is the puppet for Larry Lucchino, and I believe that since day one. Well, that's the funny thing. I read a Dan Shaughnessy article in the Globe yesterday, and it was an interview with Larry Lucchino, and you know he was he was just like asking pointed questions, like basically you're like are Ben Sherrington and John Farrell your guys' puppet because they disagree with what you say and do all this. And Lucchino's like, no, 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 like that's not true, and blah, 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 and this and that. And he's just like not willing to like even go, go near that topic. Well, they never will because they know they're right, and they don't want to like start talking about it. Because like, I feel like in stuff like that, you start to talk about it, and then you start to slip up, and you start to answer something you don't want to answer the right way. So I feel like they, just, they don't want to even deal with it because they're afraid they might slip up and say the wrong thing. They know it's true. Come on. You know, you guys know it's true, too. Like, Larry Lucchino runs the team. Yeah, I just, uh, there's no way that he can't see that this team is falling apart and that this team has a huge problem. There's no way he can just go out and say, oh, no, we're fine, and we're just going to keep trying because we're going to have a good season. And I just, I don't know. I don't know when, when it ends. Yeah, Larry Lucchino is sitting in Pawtucket worrying about the new AAA stadium versus actually running the Red Sox. Let's worry about the team that people actually care about and come to their games. I I don't give any cares at all about the Pawtucket Red Sox. And it's not going to be the Pawtucket Red Sox anymore, so I don't even know. (sighs) So annoying. All right, I'm going to get off the Red Sox for a minute because I'm kind of done with this for a second. Such a downer. Let's let's break it up and do some fantasy stuff here to kind of break up my disdain for this team right now. Um, All right, so... Last week they did pretty well for you, these two. Obviously, we have the new fantasy article out um, on the written-covered side of Red Sox beat here on CLNS Radio. Um, so you definitely go check that out. Jess and Lauren are part of that. I am not. So only time you can check me out for fantasy stuff right now. Um, so we'll do. Uh, we'll go every other person. You know you know the drill by now, guys. So, uh, Lauren, you can start. All right. Time. I'm going to start with Nick Hunley, the catcher for the Colorado Rockies. Because the last seven games that he started, he's had 11 hits, a home run, six RBI, and five runs. And right now he's ranked seventh as best catcher for fantasy. And kind of going back to what we've said before about having catchers who can hit, it's rare. So while he's on the streak, I would go get him. It's very rare. A lot of catchers no, can't hit. cannot. Including ours. Yeah, yeah. But Ryan Hannigan's coming catchers. back soon, so. Doesn't mean he can hit. Oh, well, hopefully. <laughs> But he's a good game manager, I'll give him that. He's good behind the plate. He's what we need him to be, so it's fine. All right, my next one. Next one. My first one. <laughs> next one? <laughs> you, you already went? Jeez, so. where'd we go? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Anyway, Curtis Granderson, New York Mets. He's been around for a while. He's had some ups and downs, and for a while this season he was down. But recently, he's up. 
He's got his all, average all the way up to 259. It was at like 220 for most of the season. He's clawed at 13 home runs now, including five in the last nine days. And he's been lighting the RBI up, too. He's up to 27 with a number of them recently. He's been getting a lot of double-digit hit games. So he's only owned in 62% of ESPN leagues. So you might want to go grab his numbers while he's uh, hitting good. He's actually on a uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8-game hitting streak as well. So he's simple count. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely hot right now. Um, one, two, three. Okay, how many marbles are in front of you now, Jess? <laughs> Four, five. Yeah, well, Maybe he gets a 12. Me. I was trying to add it up. Sorry, I do it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. You can't, wait, Jess, you can't get above 10? No. 10? Oh, okay. I guess I'll have to send you back to kindergarten. Sounds good. Cool. You get nap time, though. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. So that's always and nice. nap time's good. And half days in some places. Oh, wow, half days. I forgot about those. Half days with naps. Can't complain. I'd go back to kindergarten, too. All right, my first one might not come as a surprise, especially those who listened to the show last week, is going to be Mookie Betts, um, of course, of your Boston Red Sox. Finally broke out and hit well. I kind of guessed to hope he'd have a good week last week, and I guess I was Boy, right. Boy, he had a lot better um, than a good week. Yeah, he had a breakout <laughs> week. <laughs> Tore out over, hit over 500, crapped on ERAs. All, I, I don't want to list all the stats because you guys know that it was great. We already but, did that last week. <laughs> You did that last week, and they haven't really stopped. Um, so definitely go out, get Mookie Betts, and of course he's always a threat to steal bases too. So just go get Mookie Betts and expect him to keep playing. Well, I think he's starting to figure it out. Yeah, it's nice to see him starting to come into his own and figure it out. My next one is Adam Eaton from Chicago, the White Sox. For the month of June, he has an 8.55 OPS. Um, he's been the leadoff hitter for the team the whole season, but now he's starting to finally hit. He gets on base and he starts scoring runs, and he's had four stolen bases this month. So. Same thing. Get him while he's hot. The real question is... Get it while it's hot. Papa John's Pizza. Get it while it's hot. The real question is, what is Adam eating? Is <laughs> 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 he eating Papa John's? <laughs> oh, God. I hate you so much. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Adam eating. Adam eating. You and your dad joke. I know. Sorry. Okay. My second one is Drew Hutchison of the Toronto Blue Jays, the team that the Red Sox are playing right now. Um... He's had a really weird season. He's eight and one, which you think he'd be one of the best pitchers in the league. ZRA is four ninety nine, so not so much. But if you're looking for wins and you're looking for <laughs> a pitcher who's improving slowly but surely, he's definitely your guy because he actually has done better recently. He's won his last three starts, only given up three runs total in the last three starts. He's not pitching deep enough in the games. He hasn't he hasn't completed six full innings in any of those three games. But he's pitched well recently, and I mean, he's eight and one. Go get him. Take advantage of a very good offense. Yes, he's going to keep getting wins because they can hit. So, it, like you said, he hasn't been pitching that deep in the games, but he's serviceable because he can get in later in the games to get the wins, and this offense can put up runs. So, take advantage of the offense. And my last one is going to be pitching as well. Uh, Mike Leake of the Reds, starting pitcher, of course. The last start, he went seven innings. He's now under three ERA, which is big for him because he's been struggling all year. I think he's starting to come around. Um, expect, I don't even know when his next start is, but like, I would go grab <laughs> oh, him. Oh, that's Hon- terrible. Honestly, don't know when his next no, start is. No, he's pitching right now. Uh, he's doing awful. Oh, good. Don't tell me that. <laughs> anyway, go get Mike Leake. He's going to bounce back from that terrible start he's happening right now. 
Um, might make me sound bad, Jess. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Either way, I still I still think he's coming back, coming from his own. He's had a rough start to the season. He was coming back his last couple starts, despite Jess's report of him pitching terribly tonight. I expect him to keep going strong and play well. So definitely, I would still go get Mike Leake, even if it's not for a spot start on a daily league or just lower fantasy if you don't have like an ad drop restriction in your league, which I do, which is stupid. You know, it's hate ad drop restriction. You know, it's funny though. I'm looking at my... You ruined my joint? No, I'm looking at my team right now. No, because I picked up Leak yesterday. And he, he's... Good. Okay, this is horrible. I gotta just say this. Leak and Mike Pelfrey were facing each other tonight, and Leak gave up seven runs in four innings, and Pelfrey gave up eight runs in two innings, and they're both on my team. <laughs> I was like, do you have them both? Oh my god. Oh, it's so bad. 22 and a half ERA well, combined, so... My team's going nowhere. If you thought my, advi- if you thought my advice was bad... Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Jess actually doesn't know what he's talking Just about. Just not with that one. Just not with that Can't one. Can't win them all. Um, okay, but honestly, though, Mike Leak like, is a serviceable name. He just hasn't pitched well the last couple weeks. So, like, he's coming around. Don't worry. Go, don't listen to Jess. Go get Mike Leak. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. He was almost my pick this week, but I skipped over him. Good thing. <laughs> all right, so the picks were my picks were Mike Leak, now apparently questionable, and Mookie Betts, not questionable at all. Uh, Jess's was were Drew Hutchinson and Curtis Granderson and Lawrence were Adam Eaton and where's the other one? Nick Hundley. Nick Hundley. Nick Hundley is definitely a good one too because again, like you said, Lauren, he can hit, which is a lost art for a catcher apparently nowadays. Yep. <laughs> uh, steroids are gone, so catchers can't hit anymore apparently. And there is your fantasy, lovely fantasy ad drop segment here on Red Sox Beat CNS Radio. It's brought to you by. Audible Read, the CLNS Beat Podcast Series, and Audible are giving you a free audio book from the world's biggest online library. Simply go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Celtics and check that out. Give you a free audio book. All you readers out there, I'm not one, but it's definitely a free book. Can't hurt, right? You're too busy scrolling through articles online. Yeah, I read the article. I read articles and sports stuff. I just don't read books. I should. I really should. But I just I will I will read Pedro's book though. I will re- yeah. I will sit down and read that. I need to do that. I'm reading Joe Castiglione's book right now. You like oh, it? So good. I know. Good. Love that guy. I, I I've heard good things. I also read whose book did I? I read Tiger Woods's book. That was. <laughs> you learned. To, I'm yeah, a golf fan. Okay? <laughs> All the crap that he has actually it was very telling because it was written by his caddy or his former caddy uh-huh. or swing coach. I don't even know. <laughs> it was very telling. It was actually very entertaining. If you're a golf fan. Well, I'm not. So um. Well, let's move on then, because okay. that's hard. All right, so we got a, a little bit of time here. How much time we got left? we got a decent amount of time. Let's talk about this, because I do want to talk about this. I'm not going to talk about Clay Buckles and not throwing him out of a window. I'm just going to talk about that, but he's pitching well. That's the end of story. The reports tonight that John Henry and Ben Sherrington were in Toronto or made the trip to Toronto for the four-game series. What does this mean, guys? I mean... Especially John Henry making, Henry making the trip. They don't ownership doesn't make trips too often. I can see Ben Sherrington maybe making the trip, but like, why John Henry? Why are they there? What's going on? He wants to see just how bad his team really is. I think he knows how bad his team is. <laughs> and I don't know. I think it's maybe it's just to scare Farrell. I, I mean, I want him gone, but I don't think he's going to be. I think he's here for the rest of the season. But I think it's them just attempting to make a statement like, okay, we're here, so you guys got to do good now. It's like a babysitter. But I don't think it's going to accomplish anything. I think, I don't think it's anything serious. I mean, I guess we'll see after the series, but I don't know. 
Is there any chance Ben Sherrington's scouting? Mm. I don't think so. Would they want to give anyone to Toronto? Would Toronto take anyone off this team Probably. is the bigger question. Probably not. Unless we gave him, like, here you go, here's David Ortiz. <laughs> Have fun. Well, he's not going to let that happen, so. Even though, he, even though he doesn't want to go anywhere. No, he's so, pretty clear. I guess he, He's going to enjoy the career, rest of his career in the basement. Well, he doesn't have to. It's he, pretty much for it. It's his choice. If he doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going to. They can't do anything about it. He said he's not. Right. So, he said he wants to retire here, so God bless him. He's going to be in the basement for the rest of his career. He'll probably win another, he'll probably win another ring somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Who knows? But yeah, so I don't know. For me, I just I saw that earlier, and I was kind of shocked, taken back by it. Like, I, I kind of agree with Lauren. I think it's more of a scare tactic and, like, a needing of a babysitter than anything else. I wish they would fire John Farrell, but that should have happened a month ago. should have happened two months ago. Yeah, it probably should have happened. It should have happened before they gave him an extension. Let's put it yeah. that way. That extension was such a joke. And they should never have given it to him. This team has problems, just like Peter Shirelli did with the Bruins, of letting people play out their, or, or manage out their last year of their contract. Ugh. And they, they let, and I hate it. It's like a thing here in Boston. Everyone does it. Why? You can let, you're gonna get better production. When a guy is playing for more money, he's going to do well. If John Farrell knew he needed a new contract, he probably would have done a little better job this year. But he has a safety net. And if you, and if you, and if you fire him now, I'm pretty sure some of his contract's guaranteed. So either way, he kind of wins, and he'll probably get another job somewhere, at least as a pitching coach. So I don't think he's too heartstrung by getting fired by the Red Sox at the end of the year, which is probably coming. But it should have happened like in April or May. No, I agree. He should have been gone a long time ago. But... Nothing we can do about you it, do now. it now. No, it's pointless to do it now. It's the season's already ruined. Yeah, what's it going to do now? Nothing. It's it's sad because it's not even July first yet, and we're, we 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 wanted the, and the Red Sox are out of it. I'm sick of not having a baseball season, guys. This is stupid. Yeah, it's it sucks. It's no I don't fun. Know why, they to, why they have to be so bad so early? Like Patriots don't start till like realistically September because off season stuff and training camps don't really amuse me enough to not watch the Red Sox Same. and. Obviously, Bruins and Celtics don't start till after that, and they're not going to be that good this year. So, like, I need something good to watch during the summer, and I don't have that, and I haven't had that except for 2013 since, like, before 2010. Right, we do a Red Sox podcast. I, we all write for the Red Sox. Like, come on, give us something. Ugh. Like, I mean, it's fun to talk about being... It, it's good for radio and stuff when they're bad because you can just crap on them all day, and I'm good at that. But, like, it's not fun to watch. I'm bad at that. I want to talk about good stuff. <laughs> and I'm sick of watching kids play. Like, if they're going to play, I want them to be part of something. I don't want them to all play at once. Yeah. I don't know. This season's lost. Like, like I don't know about you guys, but I'm not turning on Nesson to watch the Paw Sox play. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch them play. If I did, I'd go down to Pawtucket. Like, I don't want to see, I want to see David Ortiz hit home runs. I want to see Mookie Betts do something with Hanley Ramirez in the lineup. I, I just want to see them play together as a team and do well. And they should do well. It's pissing me off that on paper they should be the top of the division hands down. And it's not helping with people like Pedroia and Ramirez being hurt now. That's not really helping the cause either. No, it's not whatsoever. Nope. I don't know. That, that was, I mean, I know Hanley will be back soon and, it could have been a much worse with Pedroia, but it's still such big blows for the both of them in one game. It's just like, okay, season's done. Like, that's just, that wrapped it up for me right there. And then, of course, they won, but we couldn't really enjoy winning because the one guy who tried all the time and Dustin Pedroia got hurt, so now he's out. So, like, now no one's trying, and it's just not really fun to watch. But, Play Buckholtz. Um, Play Buckholtz. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching for Xander Bogarts, and we all know that. That's it. That's the only reason why I watch baseball anymore. Um, all right, speaking of, team losing all the time. Let's preview the week before we get out of here. You too. 
Lovely people. Um, all right, they got four at the Jays, starting, of course, right now, as as we speak. And then they have three against the streaky, but somewhat decently good Houston Astros. Um, oh, th- th- I, I was very pessimistic about this. Um, let's do it in the way of, let's talk about the Jays series first. I have them losing three out of four from Toronto, because they're terrible. And Toronto actually can hit the ball. So I expect them to lose three out of four to the Toronto Blue Jays. I got them splitting with the Blue Jays because that's better than getting swept like they did in the last series. <laughs> I'm trying. You're just I'm hoping. Trying to You're just hoping. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went very optimistic this week. I'm saying they're taking three out of four from Toronto. So hold on. You went optimistic all the way around. I got to get straight on this. You just said like two minutes ago that it's a lost season. Now you have them sweeping. Now you have them taking three out of four from the the Jays. Like, make up yeah. your mind. It's not going to put them <laughs> anywhere closer to getting to second to last place or getting top of yep. the division. Yeah, it will. Okay, well, okay. What's three yeah, games? Yeah, what's three games in the division. When okay. they're what are they? Nine games under five hundred still. So, it's been two weeks of them being nine games under so, five hundred. I don't think they're going anywhere anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, so they'll, they'll do their thing. They'll do well for you know a week or two, and then they'll lose a couple and they'll have a team meeting and. Debbie Downer. <laughs> Literally over the course, like the course of a month, they'll go two weeks of being good, two weeks of being bad, and they'll somehow round out to 500 baseball, and they'll still be nine games. Well, you got it, really. It's I mean, actually, the record in June, I think I looked it up. I think it might not be 100 percent accurate, but it's something like 12 and 14 or 13 and 15 or something yep. like. It feels about that, right? It feels just about that. With the seven-game losing streak mixed in, of course, and then they played a little bit better recently. So that's yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, he's right. In the Blue Jays series, look out for Josh Donaldson, of course, because, hey, apparently the Red Sox won yeah. him. So why not look out for him? Good. <laughs> Spark plug. He hits the ball very far, very quickly. And he's good. He, honestly, underrated defender. You see that catch oh, he made man. the other day diving into we the stands? Together. Did you see it, Lauren? Yeah, yeah catch, that was great. Catch, <laughs> catch of the year. I, I never see stuff like that live except when I was watching that Jeter catch. And I still think. I think it's better than that Jeter catch from back in the day. I really do. Because Jeter caught the ball and then ran into the stands. He dove like four rows in and like was he like parallel horizontal yeah. with the ground and caught it four he rows in. He was committed. In. That was better that was better than Jeter catch. Well obviously it was to save it was saving a perfect game at the time. Yeah. Didn't work out. I mean do what but, you gotta do to save a perfect game. <laughs> I still think he would have caught the ball regardless if it was saving a perfect game or not, because Josh Johnson's that kind it's of player. fun to watch. He really he moves well, he he his swing's beautiful, he's just fun to watch. It's very unfortunate for Oakland that Billy Bean's a pain in the butt. <laughs> and no one likes him because Josh Donaldson didn't seem like he wanted to leave there except for Billy Bean reasons. So, All right. Now, next three. Got three against Houston. I have them losing two out of three from Houston. And if folks, you do that math at home, that is two and five. That would really put them far down. <laughs> yeah, that's about where I have them playing at this point. Well, we'll just have to find out. I'm going completely opposite. I'm taking a sweep of the Astros because they are streaky, Oof. as Jared just said. They are 10 games over over 500, so it sounds like a stupid move, but maybe a little Fenway magic, get a 5-2 and two week, and actually like get back into this thing a little bit. Yeah, I'm going for a sweep, too. I have them having a really good Oof. week. <laughs> really good week this week. So You're such a downer, and now you're going all good. I just oh, want them to have a good week. I'm waiting for next week when Lauren can come back here and just rub it in all of our faces. That <laughs> the fact that they went six and one. Well, I'm thinking five and two. She's be, not gonna be rubbing it in my face. Yet she can still be pessimistic with me. Uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna it's a terrible season. 
I want one good week out of a terrible season. I think they can spare me that. You're choosing this one? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Six and one. You're supposed to choose when they go to, like, Seattle and Oakland. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Well, if they do go six and one, they'll be 40, 40 and 44. That's, that's getting better. All right, 40 wins. Mm-hmm. Odds of them going six and one? Not good. All right, Mr. Pessimistic over here. All right, so recap, for those of you who want it. Jess saying five and two. I'm saying two and five. Lauren saying six and one. God bless her little heart. <laughs> it's definitely a little fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's, she's got a big heart for this Red Sox team, apparently, because six and one is very bold. But there you go. You have it. And obviously, I'm still going to watch Altuve for Houston just because Altuve is probably the best player on that team. It's like two names. Altuve. Altuve. It's going to be two Al- Altuve. Al- <laughs> is he leading second baseman in all-star voting right now? I think he is, right? Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I think he was yesterday, either. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't okay, it, so he wasn't probably it Omar Infante for a while, though? When the Royals had everybody? Last time I looked at it, it was Altuve. That was like last week. Oh, yeah. He's in second place as of four hours ago. For, for oh, the, Altuve. He was in first. Um, probably, probably the Royals. He trailed yeah, Omar, Omar Infante. It is. I knew it. I just said that. Uh, why? Infante's hitting like 220. Well, God, this makes no sense. It's all-star voting. All-star it doesn't make voting. sense at all. It's fan, ba- fan bases, so, man. The fan bases come together on, like, ours, where we all just kind of, like, don't, we all, like, don't want our team to represent us. We're like, no, don't go to the all-star <laughs> team. You're bad enough in front of us. Never mind the entire country. Yeah, here it is. Fondi's hitting 237. It was zero home runs and 23 RBI. Why is he starting the all-star game? That is okay, so dumb. Okay, for three straight weeks. That's, a, like, yeah. no. Go away. It makes no sense. Fans need to hey, stop it. voting. Fan voting needs to stop. It really does. Oh, Fans of course it does. Stupid. It really does. It's stupid. Also, side note, I didn't mention this because we're going to get out of here, but the MLB decided to have a new format for the Home Run Derby this year. Oh, yeah, I read so that, but I didn't bring, what it was. We didn't, we didn't bring that up. It's kind of a dumb format, but they're putting, like, a timer on the rounds and stuff. What? I don't even know. We can break it down once we get closer to All-Star Weekend. They need to stop changing stuff. And it's really not fun. To, I mean, I can see why they're doing it. They're trying to just change it at all possible, and, like, I can see how it being kind of entertaining, but... The time thing is weird. I love the Home Run Derby. I don't want them to change it. Yeah. And another side note, um, it says Omar Infante has no home runs. Yeah. yeah. This year. That's terrible. Yeah, no, And he's still going to be the second baseman in the All-Star game. Gross. Because he doesn't deserve Fan it. Fanvo should be abolished immediately. Effective today. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No fans ever again voting for anything. Uh, cause they're stupid. Damn. <laughs> I'm very passionate about right. this, this fan thing. You are. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. All right. Attention, Red Sox fans. Engage with your favorite sports podcast on CNS Radio. We have partnered with Reach to develop a brand new way to talk about your favorite sports teams with all of your friends. Just go to reachapp.com backslash CNS and download the app for iOS or Google Play today and choose your favorite group and invite all of your friends to join you. Uh, you can just go to that link, select Red Sox Speed specifically for us, and then Jess is in charge of that, and he'll ask you questions. He's going to ask a new one tomorrow, Tonight. today. I don't yep. know what you said. Tonight, so it'll be up there. Uh, we'll read the results, that and many more questions next week on Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. Um, that's all I got. So, um, both of you, good job this week. Lauren? Jared? Good as always. Good as always. Jess, sloppy work. You need to improve. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was an ugly week for me. Yeah, you, you need to go back to eating those barbecue chips you were eating before the show. Maybe I should not Just, be starving for every show I do. <laughs> For those of you who didn't listen to the pre-recording of this, yeah, uh, he was 
chowing down on barbecue chips because he got home from work late and he wanted something to eat. So he was chowing down, almost choked, as he was trying to catch up on show prep before we started the show. Um, but I somehow the Red Sox beat manager. Go figure. Also, we discovered that Lauren doesn't like barbecue chips. I don't. So, meh. Not no, my not, thing. Not cool. They're delicious. That's but, um, yeah, again, congratulations to Jess, my friend, on being the new Red Sox beat writing manager here on at Cionis Radio. Both of you, good job on the new fantasy article, by the way. I do like it a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm not part. I'm not part of it. Lars but put it together. Lars is the one who puts it together. That's, I was trying to figure out who to give credit to for that because the table is nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it looks great. Whole thing yeah, the table looks clean. All right. Well, you got a lot of written coverage, new stuff going on there. Recaps, obviously, every night to catch on Steelers Radio as well of, of your team. Till next week, Lauren, Jess, bid you adieu. Red Sox fans. Hang in there. It's going to be a, a long, long week. It's going to be a 6-1 week. It's going to be a 5-2 week. It's going to be a 2-5 week. Yeah. <laughs>